Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 20th of November. India recorded 10,302 COVID-19 cases and 267 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 3 crore 44 lakh, while the death toll has crossed 4 lakh 65,000. So far, India has administered over 115 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which over 51,59,000 doses were given yesterday. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 250 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.1 million. Canada today authorized the use of Comminati, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children aged 5 to 11 years. Austria, with 14,212 new COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, will go into a nationwide lockdown from next Monday. The COVID-19 cases in many European countries have been surging. Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croo had earlier said that the map of the continent is quickly going red. A day after Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced the repealing of his government's three contentious farm laws that the farmers have been protesting against for nearly a year, Farmer leaders of the Samyuk Kisan Morcha met at 2pm at the Singhu border today to discuss their next step. SKM leaders had said yesterday that they will stay put at Delhi's border protest sites at least till the three farm laws are withdrawn in Parliament's winter session starting November 29. Putting forth another demand that they've had, farmer leaders Darshan Pal and Rakesh Tiket mentioned the need for a government guarantee of minimum support price or MSP for crops, linking it to incidents of farmer suicides in the country. Meanwhile, BJP MP Varun Gandhi, straying from the party line once more, wrote a letter to Prime Minister Narendra Modi listing out four key demands post the repeal of the three farm laws. While thanking Modi for his quote-unquote large-heartedness, Gandhi reminded him that over 700 farmers would have not lost their lives had the decision come earlier. He insisted for a compensation of Rs 1 crore each for the farmers who died during the protests. The MP also wrote in his letter that MSP should be made binding and all politically motivated FIRs against farmers should be withdrawn. Gandhi also mentioned the violence that took place in Uttar Pradesh's Lakhimpur Kheri district on October 3, claiming the lives of eight people, including farmers. Last month, Gandhi was dropped from BJP's National Executive Committee, notably after he had asked for justice for the victims of the Lakimpur Kheri violence. As soon as Modi announced the repeal of the farm laws, News Laundry reporters Nidhi Shivangi and Supriti went to the farmer protest sites at the Delhi borders to bring you developments from the ground. They spoke to farmers to capture a sense of what they felt about the move and to know what lies ahead for their movement. 66-year-old farmer Muktiar Singh sitting away from the celebrations at the Singhu border, said this to Nidhi Suresh. Nearly 700 farmers lost their lives. Nearly 200 were detained. They lati-charged us, tear-gassed us, called us Khalistani, Naxals and terrorists. And now, just as the election is nearing, Modi has decided he cares. I don't buy it. To know what the others had to say and what was the mood at the protest site, I recommend you to read two ground reports on newslaundry.com. First, Nidhi Suresh's report titled, Not PM's Care, but Poll Pressure, Say Farm Protesters. And then, Supriti David's report headlined, We deserve more than just words. No celebrations at Tikri, just suspicion and silence. Listeners, here at News Laundry, we covered the farmer protests in detail over the past year. We also did our job as a media critique platform, dissecting what was said on primetime shows on TV news channels last night. 
while Arnab Goswami declared that Modi had quashed all anti-India forces with this one move, Z News' Sudhir Chaudhary regurgitated the involvement of a Khalistani hand in the protest. On News 18 India, Aman Chopra jubilantly thanked the PM for saving the nation, even though he had to bow down. To know more about what ensued on prime time, read the report by me and my colleague Anna on newslaundry.com. It is titled, India Lost, Congress Won, Green Revolution Derailed. Primetime anchors anguished over Modi's repeal of farm laws. And now, listeners, if you see for yourself the difference between factual and fair journalism and spinning narratives, the choice is yours about the kind of news you prefer. If you want to support the first kind, go to newslaundry.com today and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner because we cannot go on without your support. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month. Pay to keep news free. 17 people have allegedly died so far after heavy rainfall in Andhra Pradesh's Raila Seema, NDTV reported today. Over 100 people are feared to be missing in separate incidents of flooding in the Chittur, Kadapa, Kurnul and Anantapur districts. The National Disaster Relief Force has deployed seven teams for search and rescue operations, including teams from the police and revenue and fire departments. In the Anantapur district, the Indian Air Force personnel, along with the police and disaster relief teams, rescued 10 persons stranded in the Chitravati River at the village of Veldurthi. According to the Hindu, in the Kadapa district, eight people died as two state transport corporation buses got caught in flood water that gushed into the area after the Annamaya Dam was breached. Nearly 20 people were rescued from the spot after a five-hour operation. Twelve people are still reportedly missing in the Kadapa district. In Chittur, three people were feared dead after the region's Ballijapalle tank overflowed. The authorities have reportedly retrieved the body of a woman factory worker in the district. Chief Minister Y.S. Jagan Mohan Reddy reportedly took an aerial survey of the flood-affected districts today. He has further asked the collectors of the affected districts to step up relief measures. Meanwhile, 11 passenger and express trains of the South Central Railways have been cancelled because of the floods. Rains have not stopped since Thursday in many parts of Andhra Pradesh, which has led to the overflowing of the Cheyaru River. The incessant rainfall has caused disruptions in Tamil Nadu and Kerala as well. In Sector 12, Gurugram, members of the Muslim community offered namaz at a Hindu businessman Akshay Yadav's vacant shop for the second week in a row. Gurudwara Sri Guru Singh Sabha, administering five Gurudwaras in the city, had also offered their premises for the offering of namaz. However, according to the Indian Express, some Hindutva groups had allegedly put pressure on the Gurudwara administration to not allow Muslims within their premises. Asif Khan, a shopkeeper who offered namaz at Yadav's shop told the Indian Express that most people who collect to offer the prayers at Yadav's shop work at the neighbouring shops in the market. Khan said, and I quote, We prayed here last week as well. The week before that, we prayed outdoors, where trouble was created. Unquote. In another designated site for offering namaz in Sector 37 of Gurugram, a group of around 20 people reportedly disrupted prayers as they wanted to play cricket at the site. The protesters reportedly told the police that they would not allow namaz at the playground from next week. In the past, members of the Hindutva groups have sought to block namaz by claiming that they were either planning to build a volleyball court, organize a puja at the site and spread rows of cow dung there. 
Muslims have stated that they were forced to offer namaz in the open as the authorities have not given them enough land to build mosques. The Hindutva groups have for the past three months restricted Muslims from offering the Friday namaz at open spaces in the city. The district administration has further withdrawn permission for namaz to be held at eight of the 37 sites designated for offering prayers. Listeners, I'd like to recommend you to read my colleague Tanishka Sodhi's ground report on the offering of namaz in Gurugram on newslaundry.com. The report is titled, They Can All Be Terrorists, A Day with Right-Wing and RWA Protesters Who Want to Stop Friday Namaz. The Customs Department and Directorate of Revenue Intelligence have seized multiple containers with hazardous cargo from a foreign vessel at the Mundra port in Gujarat owned by the Adani Group. The Adani Group released a media statement on the seized containers. It said, and I quote, While the cargo was listed as non-hazardous, the seized containers had hazard class 7 markings which indicate radioactive substances, unquote. In the statement, they also clarified the company's limited role in the running of the ports without any policing authority over the containers that passed through its terminals. Furthermore, the company stated that the containers were not destined for Mundra or any other ports in India, but instead were en route from Karachi to Shanghai. They then thanked officials at the Customs Department for their quick and coordinated action. The seizure of containers by the authority took place nearly two months after authorities had seized nearly three tons of heroin worth rupees 21,000 crore at the same port. On 6th October, the National Investigation Agency had taken over the investigation into the drug hall and thereby imposed Unlawful Activities Prevention Act against the accused persons. In the city of Rotterdam in the Netherlands, the Dutch police fired warning shots last night that left several people injured after writers torched a police car against a partial COVID lockdown and pelted stones. Many were arrested and seven injured, including police officers, during the nighttime rampage on one of Rotterdam's main shopping streets. This happened after a protest broke out against COVID-19 restrictions and the government's plan to restrict access for unvaccinated people to certain venues. According to the Dutch media, several hundred protesters had gathered shouting slogans of freedom in the Rotterdam market area. They then reportedly threw stones at the police and the firefighters and set fire to several electric scooters. The city's mayor described the riots as an orgy of violence. He told reporters yesterday, and I quote, the police felt the need to draw a police weapon in the end to defend themselves, unquote. The Rotterdam authorities have issued an emergency order banning people from gatherings for the maintenance of public order. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.